Hey there, detectives. As you know, the Hardy Boys drink book is coming to an end, but the adventure is never over for intrepid and intoxicated adventurers of the literary unknown. On that note, my brother Jack and my sister Faye are starting a new podcast exploring the other corners of children's detective fiction beyond the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. If you enjoyed the Hardy Boys Drink Book podcast, I know you'll enjoy these new stories. And now, without further ado, a very special episode, Drunken Gumshoes, Episode 1! It's 2019, and there's too many podcasts. When did you even subscribe to this one? It's the Drunken Gumshoes! episode, we sit down with a stiff drink and a famous children's mystery novel. Reading them as an adult makes you feel really smart, until they make you feel really stupid. Today's episode is Encyclopedia Brown Saves the Day. So plop those quarters down on the gas can and pour that cocktail top speed, because it's time to solve this mystery. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the spinoff podcast. I'm Jack Wefso. I'm Faye Derrickson. And, uh, you know, we have had a lot of requests over at the Hardy Boys Drink Book um, for people to say, hey, you know, have you ever done uh, any of those other children's mystery series that are out there, of which there seem to be a sort of endless supply? What m- series come to mind for you, Faye, when you think of other children's mystery series? Now I'm not. Now I'm on the spot. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess not. Well, we hear the boxcar children a lot. Definitely the boxcar children. Um, yep, absolutely. And, and I think of well, Animorphs wasn't really mystery though, was it? Sure. Well, I mean, they they got into some mystery stuff. But anyway, uh, so this idea was that maybe we could take a look at some of those other uh, uh, kind of children's mystery series, just kind of see what else is out there. And so uh, we decided for a kind of uh, briefer, more interesting kind of spinoff podcast. We'll see what happens with it. So we rolled the dice and uh, ended up with our first book, which, uh, Faye, would you care to introduce this one? Sure, absolutely. So the the book that we chose is uh, Encyclopedia Brown, Everyone's Favorite Boy Detective. And it's uh, Encyclopedia Brown saves the day. Saves the day. Yeah, saves the day. Do you think it's like the proper way to say the title every time is Encyclopedia Brown, everyone's favorite boy detective, saves the day. Like when Encyclopedia Brown, everyone's <laughs> favorite boy, boy detective. detective, and the case of the secret pitch. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a long title. It uh, okay, is. It looks like... It looks like their ISBN numbers do not include the everyone's favorite boy detective. <laughs> so Wiki- is, Wikipedia searches. You so, don't have to say that every time. Every but it single is listed time. on the book. Yeah, at least on if my If you want to be thorough, um, I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, well, uh, gosh, uh, when was the la- Had you read Encyclopedia Brown books before this, Faye? Had you read any yeah, oh, Encyclopedia Brown? Oh, I had Brown? read Encyclopedia Brown growing up. Um, sure, but yeah. it had been many, many years since I had picked one up and dived into the wonderful mysteries that uh, Encyclopedia solves. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I feel like uh, I read a lot of these books, again, when I was a kid. I feel like I checked a lot of them out from the school library. I don't remember if we owned many when we were growing up. I don't remember um, that either. I, I, I remember or, getting them from the Rushville Library when we would go see yeah. our grandparents. But I don't remember them, them just like 
lying around on the coffee table as yeah, I do no, some neither of the do other I. Books. I feel like I feel like we checked you checked him out and then you read him in like a week you burned through him in a weekend and then you you brought him back basically and you got you got a new one. But I I uh, I guess I was quickly reminded once I started reading the book and we'll we'll, we'll preface this with readers by saying I, I don't know about you Faye but I did read the entire book but we're going to focus on one of the small stories that are in them. Yep, same. Um yeah, because that's one of the things that uh, that kind of came back to me very quickly was, oh, that's right. Every chapter is its own mystery, mm-hmm. um, which means you get a lot of mysteries in each Encyclopedia Brown, everyone's favorite boy detective book. I think you get and, 10. 10 per. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty. That's a lot of bang for your, you know, w- what does it say it retails for in the back? There's a lot of bang for your $5.99. It is. Seven ninety nine Canadian. Uh, for your 96 but, pages. Yeah. For your 96 pages of <laughs> mysteries. Well, some of those pages are the solutions, which are in the back. You flip to the back of the book to get the, the solutions. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that kind of I was like, oh, yeah, that's a, there's a. And so that means the mysteries are actually um, they're really short. Yes. Uh, you know, um, I mean, like literally, I think the one that we're going to uh, talk about today, uh, which is the case of the gold rush, I think is the entire thing is is four. Five pages, and one of them, one of those five pages is a full page illustration. Yeah, and, so, and, and one of those pages is like only a third text. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, so they go by really, really fast. Um, so I don't know. I guess we, I may get, maybe before we dive into the the case of the uh, gold rush, um, you know, I guess we could talk a little bit about the kind of history behind. Um, these books. They were written by a guy named Donald J. Sobol, who I was, um, I guess, kind of surprised to learn is a real person. Yeah. Um, real person a lot of these, born in New York City. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of these, um, uh, a lot of these kids' books and these children's series, especially when there's tons of them, because I think there's 20, 29 books in the Encyclopedia Brown series. A lot of them, like when you go to research them, you find out that they were written by you know, whole teams of people where six or eight people worked on a single book and they just, you know, they just cranked them out like a, like a publishing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like a like. And so it's really kind of incredible to see that um, Donald J. Sobol is uh, uh, is not a, you know, and uh, what, what do you call it? a pseudonym, pseudonym huh? for a, a whole bunch of, of writers that this guy actually produced all this stuff. And the other book series that he, I guess, is known for, although I haven't read any of them and hadn't heard of them until I kind of started researching, was a series of books called Two Minute Mysteries. Yeah, yeah. Um, I read about and, that and, as well. Yeah, and it's they're basically like um, they're basically like Encyclopedia Brown, except they don't feature the title character, <laughs> and and they're kind of more, from what I gather, having not read any, from what I, they're kind of more adult in nature. Like crimes like murder occur in Two Minute Mysteries, which. Nobody died in this particular Brown. <laughs> Encyclopedia nobody Brown book that we read. Nobody came close to dying. No. Nobody, came, uh-uh. nobody, not even, it, there weren't any, like, even any Hardy Boys level near scrapes oh, in no. this. Oh, um, yeah. Everybody was very, very safe. Um, although a couple people get victimized, and we'll talk about that, yeah. because I thought I thought one of those victimizations was r- rather interesting. <laughs> Did you read any of these mysteries and... Like instantly be like, oh, come on. Like, I know the answer to that one. No, I did not. Not instantly. Like, I did not. I didn't have the. Well, I don't even have to flip to the back of the book with this one. Right. No, I only had I only had one in the entire one where I was like, come on. But uh, 
I feel like what that indicates is that, like, you know, the Encyclopedia Brown mysteries are really your ability to solve them is based on your knowledge of, like, trivia. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. And I guess that's as good a point as any to dive into the particular the particular story that we're, we're going into, which is called The Case of the Gold Rush. Yes. Encyclopedia yeah. Yeah. Brown lives in a uh, town called Idaville. Idaville. And there's no state associated, or at least not that I remember. No, there's not no that state I remember associated. either. Idaville right. is its own place. And right. okay. um, Idaville is uh, supposedly full of wonderful fresh air. It has beaches. It has three movie yep. theaters and four banks. Wow. Um, which is a lot of movie theaters yeah. for one place. Yeah. For Well, you know, I mean, I don't know. Rapid City, South Dakota, where we grew up, has three, three. movie theaters. But we and have more than way two more than four. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And way more than four banks. Yeah. Way, uh, way more. Yeah. So I don't know. In a lot of ways, it's kind of a quaint little storybook. I guess yeah. if it's a town that's o- that's small enough that it only has four banks, then yes, that is a large amount of movie theaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Three, three ter- it turns out, is a lot. When, when you only have four when, banks and two delicatessens you, in town. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, we definitely have our share of movie choices. Uh, you would hope that at least you would hope that there's some variety, right? right. That, like maybe one of them is like one of those new fancy movie theaters that are propping up everywhere where you can like order a hamburger and they bring it to you during the movie. And, you know, you can have alcohol served to you and the bill is outrageous. Insane. It's like that yeah. is your outing for the month. And Leroy Brown is the is the son. Leroy is Encyclopedia's real name yeah. is the son of the police chief. Police in chief. Town. And, so, and he helps solve. Yeah. Uh, mysteries in town. All the mysteries. And everyone yeah, an... thinks it's the police chief because they don't yeah. announce. I mm-hmm. mean, they're, they're you know, they're going to keep, I don't know if it's safety or just the illusion that the police chief is real smart. Um, but right. but he lets his 10-year-old solve a, a, a lot of the mysteries and takes credit yeah. for it. Yeah, so, which is like, I don't know why. I feel like that's like, that's a real like Chief Wiggum thing to do. It is a real Chief Wiggum. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. I feel like he has good intentions, but also I mean, that's a real hard head to scratcher. deny that there's. I'm not bringing that one home to my ten year old son. <laughs> yeah. Give it to him at the dinner table, and they he specifically only says that, the and winter. I believe, yeah. Oh, only during the winter. Yeah, does it, do they do he, it at the dinner he's table? Outside in the garage in the summer, but otherwise he's in, during the school oh. days he's at the dining room table, right in the winter. Oh, oh, I didn't. I I missed that part. Yeah, I guess in the winter, Encyclopedia did his detective work sitting in the dining room. When school oh, let right, out, right, right, right. he moved to his summer quarters in the garage. In the garage, where he has a gas can <laughs> that is the that is the place where you put the money. That you want to pay him. But it's not like a gas can with a hole in it where you like drop a quarter into the gas can. No. They specifically say that he charges, what, 50 cents to solve a mystery? 25, right? 25 yep. cents. I, I thought it was sometimes it was two quarters. Maybe he gets a tip. Yeah. But but anyway, it talks specifically about how they lay the quarters on top of the gas cap. Right. Like all the people who come to, to have the mysteries solved. Well, the kids in town, basically, they come to him and they're like, I'll pay you 25 cents to solve my, my mysteries, yeah. which are a lot more... Stolen bicycles and Well, and adults, that kind too. I mean, sometimes there's theft yeah. and stuff. Um, right. The yeah, thing that's I like true. about the gas can, too, is that they don't tell you it's where the money goes when you first, like, if this is the first book you pick up, you right. just find out that he moves to his summer quarters in the garage at his battered old desk by the gasoline can. 
Yeah, yeah, which is like you're like wait a second. That's what? I thought like you weren't supposed to. I mean, I guess you can have. It's good to have a little bit of gas maybe for emergencies in your garage. But like, I don't know. Like but that like, seems dangerous. And to let your ki- yeah, where like, you want your kids mysteries. to play. Yeah, exactly. Like don't. <laughs> Just just come out in the driveway, Leroy. Like, don't the fumes are you're sitting right next to that can. Just get a little ways away yeah, from it. Just, yeah. um, but he's like, no, it's part of my it's part of my mystique. It's part of my it's where and I, I have sit to say that, in the summer. Yeah, I have to say that I do love the kind of there's a lot of kind of style and structure to these books uh, or to these mysteries mm-hmm. that I, 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 I really, really like. And there's a lot, um, a lovely kind of uh, lots of great turns of phrase. Oh, we'll get so to some many. of them yeah. um, because it's, it, it has this almost kind of noir writing to it. Like, you know, like he's writing like an old thirties mystery, you know, like every, nobody is ever like, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, yes, they've like got a zinger to go with it. Why? You know, like I, I was so ready to go. I, you could have shipped me to Mars or something. You know, they all have like <laughs> something like, that that they say uh you know and the, yeah so i i do really like that in in some cases i believe it gets a little overwritten it, but, oh yes um, yes but that's part so, of the that's part of the um what the the draw the to mystique, it with the, yeah, the enjoyment yeah, exactly. is that it goes overboard occasionally and you just kind of uh, like, roll your eyes hell? yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, so, uh, okay, okay, so in this particular uh, story, story, though, yeah. Encyclopedia is, he's not in his garage. No, he is uh, on Rock Garden Lane. He is um, yeah. biking. He's out biking uh-huh. the neighborhood. He's going past an empty yep. lot. And he comes across another neighborhood child, another young boy named Nathan mm-hmm. Winslow, um, yep. who is Great. swinging. That's such a good fictional, fictional name. <laughs> he belonged right at home in like Riverdale. Yep. You know what I mean? Just really generic, fictional. You're like, oh, okay, Nathan is like a one and done character. This <laughs> yeah. is his we one and only Nathan. chapter. So- <laughs> little Nathan Winslow. Yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah. he's swinging uh, a pickaxe at top speed uh, <laughs> for a night. I had missed the, the the top speed. No, yeah, <laughs> I had I had missed that. Nine years old. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> just going to town with this pickaxe and like. What is he swinging it into? Oh, just an empty lot. Yeah. He's just bashing just bas- that pickaxe into the ground. Into the ground. And Encyclopedia, yeah. being the inquisitive boy that he is, uh, he yeah. breaks and he says, what are you doing? And he inquires. And so um, yeah. Nathan, Nathan, of course, says, what does it look like? Which obviously he's digging. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and this, but also like I, I still feel like yeah, but my question stands yeah, like, like why? you're swinging it. You're not uh, use a shovel. You're like in an <laughs> empty lot swinging a pickaxe around. Top speed, like, you know, like really and, fast. Like, really fast. Also, you, you know, this is a nine year old kid. Like he started digging, but I have a. It doesn't specifically say he's swinging into the ground. I bet you by the time Encyclopedia Brown found him, he was holding on to the pickaxe and spinning in circles. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that's Just why like, it was top speed. Top, top speed. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. So yeah. So he doesn't want to be bothered, and this is this is one of those faint like lines that uh, you just can't yeah. help but love. He says, "Now leave me alone. Go wash an elephant or something. I have to practice." Have you ever heard that phrase before? Go wash an elephant. No, no, no. I, me neither. Uh-uh. Yeah, I I don't like uh, I I don't know if it was made up just for this. If it's like why an elephant? Is it because elephants are large and so it would take a long time to wash? That's that's like, what I assumed. That's your takeaway, or like it would take a long time to find an elephant to go <laughs> wash one. 
Yeah, or maybe they or they can wash themselves. So, so like, like you're you doing your own busy work anyway. Just yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird. I've never heard somebody hey, go wash an elephant. I'm going to try and work that. I'm going to try and work a lot of phrases in this story into my own. Oh, me my too. More regular me too. Definitely. Kind of. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, his kind of his kind of mouthing off to encyclopedias surprises him a little bit because this kid is. I love this line. He says that Nathan was was extremely polite. He said, in fact, he was so polite he never visited Echo Valley. He didn't want to talk back. <laughs> Like, I, yeah, which is like, you know, at first is that that's your first reaction, like a ha ha, like a not real laugh. Yeah. And then immediately followed by like, is Echo Valley a real place that you can go to nearby Idaville? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is it an you actual? It's, it's capitalized. It it's is. a proper noun. Uh-huh. In the book, Echo Valley. Um, And also just that he doesn't understand how echoes work, which is when, you know. <laughs> these these stupid kids. No wonder they need encyclopedia around to find their freaking bicycles. Right? No kidding. Uh, <sighs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, yeah. um, so he he sits down with um with Nathan and uh, he says, well, what do, you know? Why basically why are you digging these rocks? And Nathan says uh, that uh, he he's he needs to prove that he can help dig for gold. And uh, then he, he kind of goes on to recount the story that uh, Wilford uh, Wiggins, who is a high school dropout, which I'm just. I am also a high school dropout, and I feel like I did okay. I feel like there's a little bit of uh, prejudice. Uh, there's there. a little bit of prejudice happening there. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I uh, the first time I read that, I was like, "Well, I hope that's but, important." Yeah, but <laughs> but you know, uh, different strokes for different folks, and I, I guess mm-hmm. it you know there's a certain connotation that goes with it. So he so uh, Wilfred's got a bunch of uh, basically get rich quick schemes and scams that he's kind of always running, and this current one involves him collecting money from the kids in town to buy a share in a mine in California, in a gold mine. Yeah, in a gold mine. <laughs> in California. Which like it's like. You you want to flip to the front of this and be like, what's a copyright date here? Like, are these are these kids getting swindled into a gold mine in like 1991? Yeah, you right. <laughs> like you're like, I'm pretty sure like we can look at California on TV. Like it's not like a mysterious place. <laughs> well, and and for that matter, well, we don't know because we don't know where Idaville is. That's very right? true. That's very true. Yeah. We have no idea where Idaville is. Um. Yeah. You know, one I guess could think maybe New York, but it. Yeah, it doesn't specifically say. But, and this one. Well, I guess this was 1970. Still, though, like man had walked on the moon by this point. <laughs> yeah. I feel like getting swindled by a gold mine is a little about you know a hundred years out of place. Agreed. Yeah. But either. But either way, he's got these kids believing that there's going to be a gold mine, and you know, and I'm sure this is one of those where. Uh, Sobel, Donald J. Sobel, like, read this mystery in another thing, uh, you know what I mean, or read about this scam or something like that, and he was like, oh, that that make a good encyclopedia. You know, yeah. and he just kind of copy-pasted the Encyclopedia Brown people around it. Absolutely, um, and how believable, in all honesty, if you're, like, seven, eight, nine, you know, and yeah, I guess that's very true. gold mine, and yeah. you're going to be like, oh, I can buy a share. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Oh, kids are so stupid, so man. Like, it's... It's so easy to trick a kid. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, so, um, so the, yeah, it's, it's possible that, so anyway, it is working. Um, and uh, so basically, uh, Encyclopedia says, hey, you know, are you sure, are you sure this is, uh, you know, uh, uh, above, above the level? And, uh, and the kid says, yeah, you know, I, uh, I, well, maybe, maybe not, but I tell you, he's having a meeting yeah. later. Why don't you come with me to the meeting and, and we'll figure it out. 
and uh, so they so they head over to the town square. They head to the um, where he's leaning against. Wilfred is leaning against a statue of Abraham Lincoln. He is, and I think we need to say this. So Encyclopedia is headed with Nathan over to listen to Wilfred's talk, but Nathan has warned Encyclopedia ahead of time that Wilfred hates him like poison. Yeah. He hates you like poison, said Nathan. And then Encyclopedia says, uh, what's like poison is Wilford's big talk, but it can't hurt you if you don't swallow it. <laughs> like poison, which has to be swallowed as opposed to, as opposed to like venom, which gets like injected. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Like, very- poisonous things are consumed. So like, yeah. And also, you could totally read that in like a Dick Tracy voice. Yes. It can't hurt you if you don't swallow it. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. And so, like everything else that happens, like if you wanted to, like you could read this whole thing like this, and like all <laughs> oh, the Sally, you know, Sally, what's her name, Kimball could, um, or that's not right. Oh uh, yeah, what is I, Sally's name? It'll come up. We're gonna, we're gonna. Yeah, it. yeah. Anyway, but but you know, Sally could absolutely be read like a classic broad. You know, like you know, they they're not, or at least I didn't read them that way. But you could, and and sometimes you do. They arrive at the town square um, where uh, uh, Wilford is leaning up against the statue of Abraham Lincoln. And um, Abraham Lincoln, you know, it's a tall statue. It's about like twice the size of a normal person. Um, he's Abraham Lincoln is standing holding a piece of rolled up paper in his hands, which is like probably the Gettysburg Address or something. Uh-huh. And um, he's got a, a, a pigeon sitting on his shoulder, which is like a nice touch to let you know he's a statue. Yes, yeah. But then, and then... Uh, it, is there bird shit on Lincoln's face? It sure looks like it. At fr- when I first looked at it, I thought it was supposed to be like his sideburn or something. Yeah. But it's definitely oh. not. It doesn't fall in line with the hair. Yeah, no. Or like maybe head. like they're trying to go for sunken cheeks. No, I, I went at it the other way. The first thing I thought when I saw it was bird shit. That bird on his shoulder just sprayed diarrhea all over his face. <laughs> but uh, then I was like... Mm, Probably not the illustrator. <laughs> Probably supposed intention. to be something else. <laughs> what is this actually? And then I guess I landed on yes, yeah, some sort of sideburns or hollow. Ch- it just looks seriously though. It, it looks, looks like, suspiciously like, like bird it's shit. like it's like running down. It has this kind of drippy quality <laughs> to it. It's like white and chunky. Yeah, yeah. I just mm, I think I, I agree. I uh, yeah, that. definitely. Yeah. But anyway, that's the one and only illustration that we are treated to in this story. They they show up right in time to uh, to hear the pitch, basically, the sales pitch. You've heard all about the gold strike out west, said Wilford. My partner, Digger Dan, found the mine, but we need money to buy a mule. So I'm going to make each of you a junior partner for a mere $5. Sure, sure, said Bugs Meany, pushing his way to the front. I'll be so rich my little sister will have to quit piano lessons and take up playing the cash register. That's a fact, kid, replied Wilford. Exactly where is your gold mine? Asked Benny Breslin. I wish I could tell you, answered Wilford. But I'm too good an American. If I told, all the people in the east would rush out west. The whole country would tip into the Pacific Ocean and sink. Oh, I cut the comedy a get off the air, sneered Bugs. If you found a gold mine, said Hector Conklin, why didn't you dig enough gold to buy a mule? Why do you need our money? I'll tell you, friend, said Wilford. Six months ago, my partner, Digger Dan, went into the hills looking for gold. He took along his faithful mule, Queenie, to carry supplies. Digger Dan had been looking for gold for 33 years. Went on, Wilford. This trip, his bad luck ended. 
he hit the mother load, the richest gold strike ever. But did he get greedy and haul it away? No. Queenie was about to have a baby, and Queenie came before worldly riches. Wilford paused to let his words settle upon the animal lovers in the crowd. Then he went on. Digger Dan waited at the gold mine. He needed Queenie to carry back the gold. At last, Queenie had her baby strike it rich. But instead of growing stronger, Queenie grew weaker. Days passed, food and water ran low, little strike it rich died. Five days later, Queenie died too. Wilford bowed his head, and when he looked up, there was a tear in his eye. He said, Digger Dan might have taken a fortune in gold from the mine if he were heartless. He might have made two or three quick trips back to town, even though Queenie wasn't fit for heavy work. The children were silent. Jane Foster was crying. So was Lucy Phibbs. Now you know why we need money, said Wilford. Digger Dan didn't bring back the enough gold to buy a shoelace. But if I can raise the money, he'll be able to buy another mule, go back to the hills, and start working the mine. So uh, that's the mystery, basically. Um, that's that's the whole pitch. That's your like setup. Yep. Um, and then uh, the rest of it is, you know, um, uh, everybody starts uh, uh, throwing their money um, at, at him, and yep. Encyclopedia Brown basically says, "Hey, everybody, stop! Don't throw away your money. Um, the mine isn't real." And then as as all of these stories uh, end, then the, there's it says in all caps, how did Encyclopedia know? And now you as the mystery uh, solver are it's it's your job to kind of yeah go back through those four pages and see if you can find the one or two words uh, that led to, to the answer. Mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm, so, yeah, yes. so so basically, the, you know, guy guy took a mule uh, up into the uh, up into the mountains, found a gold mine. Um, the mule had a baby and then the baby got sick and the mama mule got sick and now they need a new mule. And it, yeah, couldn't haul but, gold but, back because they didn't have yeah. mules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't have the mules. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, again, did you did you solve this mystery without flipping to the back of the book? No, I did not. There was yeah. something in the back. I was like, okay, I know this has to do with such and such. With It has to do with the mule issue. But I did not know. I, I didn't come to my brain uh, that mm-hmm. tidbit of trivia that uh, yeah. solved this murder. And what is the the tidbit of it? Well, it's not a murder. Not a murder. Sorry, it. that's not what I meant. It this is a mystery. mystery that solves yes. this mystery. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, 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 and and what is it? Share it with our guests. What is the? Well, so uh, so the the key to this mystery is that yeah. uh, Queenie is a mule, and mules, as uh, we well know, are um, half horse and half uh-huh. donkey. Yeah. And mules themselves, as as just they are, cannot have offspring. So they're yeah, because they're an offspring of a horse and a donkey, mules are sterile. They are. They so, cannot yeah. Yeah, so Queenie could never have a baby. Baby mules are not born from uh mules, from yeah. adult mules. So Strike yeah, It yeah, Ridge was a big fat lie. Right, exactly. And that never that never occurred. It's and death was that's a lie. How the whole thing. And that's sad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Actually, I mean I guess it's good if the if the baby mule had to die in the story. I guess it's good that at the end of the day, the baby mule never never, never existed. existed. Yeah, of course. So it yeah. never it never died. <laughs> That's you know, which probably the, actually the only way that it got included in this. Story. 
exactly. You know what I mean? In this book. Because if this story actually included the death of a baby animal. Yeah, it probably uh, wouldn't. Like, have. that'd be kind of, yeah, kind of a bummer. But, um, I so, so yeah, so this was a bit of a forehead smack. It's one of those, like, oh, yeah, which I feel like, because we read all the, all the mysteries in this, all of the mysteries are like this, like, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> god damn it. That's, I, that, a lot of times, of that's how course. I felt when I flipped to the past, last page. I was like, oh, god damn it. But, like, was often my... <laughs> Initial reaction. Um, Me but, too, uh, definitely. But yeah, because I do, I feel like they're, and, and they're all like this. Oh, the one thing, uh, the last thing I'll mention about this, though, is that uh, he delivers the whole spiel about the mule and the mine and everything like that. And then he says, you know, so so who's first in line? And, uh, and it specifically says, Bugs Meanie bought the first share. He biked off as pleased with himself as a millionaire. Before anyone else could buy a share, Encyclopedia held up his hands. Yeah, he Don't let throw away your money. Yeah, exactly. Like he's like he's like. Mm, there is one person in this crowd that I am okay with having them get swindled. Uh, and so he's like he's like where yeah he's like you know what the answer is and he's like I do I do but hang on a second let's let bugs get rid of his money first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that Bugs has been, now that the bully has been scammed, nobody else spend any money. Right. You know, like it's a very selective form of justice. It really you know is. What I mean? Yes, yes, <laughs> because, absolutely. Yeah, I love yeah, that too. Be, because you know, like like Bugs had nothing to do with this scam. Because there are a couple of other ones in here where like where uh, whoever is perpetrating the kind of scam, they they've got a. Uh, a patsy with them, you know what I mean? Absolutely, If they're yes, doing like yeah. a, a medicine sale thing where they'll, they'll have a mark in the crowd. Uh, and, and Bugs is not that. Like, Bugs is absolutely a victim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and it's like, he's like, that's okay. He's like, he's like, just, well, hang on just one second, though, because Buzz is about to fall for the, okay, <laughs> the Bugs, because now Bugs is about, okay. All right, now that he's gone, nobody else, yeah, I, I just. Everybody I wait, was, wait, wait. I thought that was ridiculous. I like yeah, that exactly. as well. Yeah. Um but but yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like yeah, unless you are you know kind of a big um you're big on kind of learning about animal husbandry yeah. um or like you grew up in 4H or something like that. Like that's one of those facts that, you know, I don't know. You've probably been taught in a book like this, like in a book of trivia, you know. But how are you going to remember that specifically mules you know, don't have baby mules. Unless, you know, it's just like one of those things yeah. where, um, well, as I was saying before, there's only one mystery in this entire book series that I got right away. And it's one that has to do with uh, uh, a treasure map and a boat. Yep. Um, and the whole thing is basically like, oh, well, I, I, I had to leave uh, early because the tide was coming in mm-hmm. and the, the water was getting closer and closer to the porthole on the boat, and if I stayed too long, the water would have gone into the porthole and made the boat sink. Um, which is one of those, like, you know, I've spent enough time on boats that I'm like, mm, no, right? Uh, you know, the boat. But had just we not been raised wa- on sailboats, or yeah, boats, exactly. Would we, exactly, would we realize that? Would we register that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, it's one of those. Um, there's another one uh, called the case of the five, the the case of the five clues, um, which is about uh, uh, somebody robs the um, 
cash register at the local five and dime. Mm-hmm. Um, but they leave five clues on the uh, on the counter, and I, I won't I won't pull out the clues right now. But they seem to be a rather random assortment of items. Uh, and then uh, they basically kind of list the couple of people who live nearby who might be the suspects. And Encyclopedia Brown is able to immediately nail down who the person is because that person is a seamstress. Right. And those five clues are like, oh, you know, the I can't remember what it's like. The bag of rocks is for sharpening the the needles and the, you know. It's yeah, like, and it, oil for the machine and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. It's yeah. all these things where it's like, it's like well, if, if, if you have ever disassembled and reassembled a sewing machine. Then, then I guess. Then this mystery is really <laughs> obvious to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, yeah, they all require these kind of pretty specific pieces of, of knowledge or trivia. Um, which is kind of uh, which is kind of interesting. Well, and, and um, even in this story, they they say that. I mean, like in the in the resolution on page ninety four, when it tells yeah. you what the how to solve the mystery, they yeah. say Wilford didn't know that neither Queenie nor any other mule can have right. a baby mule. But then I like that they go in the very next sentence, two sentences. They say mule is an offspring of a female horse and a male ass. Mules simply cannot, like, you're just supposed to, like, they simply yeah. cannot have young of their own. Like, right. Duh, you duh. idiot. I can't believe you had to flip to the back of the book to figure this out. Don't you know anything about mules, you idiot? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, my bad. I'm yeah, sorry, exactly. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. And they're, you know, and then some of them are a bit more, um, you know, based on your powers of of observation. Mm-hmm. Um, the case of the flying boy is about a guy who de- claims to demonstrate that he can fly by jumping out of a, a window and flying. Um, and then he takes them back to the window that he flies out of and, um, you know, kind of raises the shade and opens the window to be like, see, this is the window that I jumped out of. And, you know, that's one of those where really, if you're paying attention, um, really, really paying attention to be like, well, wait a minute. Why did he have to open the window and draw the shade yeah, if he just jumped that out of that window and flew away? Same thing as the solution of the case of the junk sculptor in this one. Oh, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Remind me. Remind so, me about that. one. So this is one where uh, Encyclopedia gets hired to find a bike wheel that has been stolen off of uh, somebody's oh, yeah. bike. And they yeah. track it back to another person in town who's been ob- observed and uh, collects junk to make art, uh, which oh, yeah, Sally yeah, yeah, yeah. thinks is so romantic. Just so romantic. She's just she's just immediately Smitten. taken just, by the, by this. And and you know I have to say like you know as as someone who you know spent a good part of his life as I mean not a professional painter but as you know as yeah. a professional <laughs> artist like yeah. a poor starving artist like. You know, women who find that deeply and truly like romantic, they're not extremely common. Most of them are like, but, but so then what yeah. do you do for money? They're so, like, it's so a nice idea. So you're, into... so you're a professional waiter. Is <laughs> yeah. that what I'm hearing? That would, yeah. That's what you really do, right? But, like, but Sally, say... well, Sally's what, like 11 or 12. So money hasn't started ent- to enter into the equation of attraction. Absolutely for Sally not. And yet. she just thinks she's he's just so like, cultured. He, he wears a big things. smock. Yes. And a floppy beret and just oh, how and God. what an artist. What yes. an artist. You can feel the yeah. angst come through the pages. So anyway. <laughs> so, so in that one they get to and, and of course his name is Pablo. But the key oh, to yeah. that one is that Pablo claims to have been sitting in the chair all morning working uh-huh. on this sculpture. But when Encyclopedia reaches down and brushes the chair seat, he discovers that it's cool. And yeah. so it, it Pablo couldn't have been sitting there all yeah. day the or the seat day. would be warm. And that yeah. um, 
is an astute observation on Encyclopedia's part. I yeah, thought. I suppose. So. I, mean, I suppose that was that one was pretty good. You know, I thought that more telling than that was that like the paint was dry. You know, yes, like I don't yeah. know, like uh, uh, but then uh, yeah, but there's another one that's kind of similar where um, one of the I think it's Bugs Meany gives like an alibi that he was like walking east at sunrise um the bird watcher the birds yeah. yeah and then the whole thing in the back is like everybody knows that if you walk east at sunrise you won't be able to see the birds um <laughs> be you know because they'll only be silhouettes and i'm like well if you've ever actually gone bird watching you don't only stare at birds on the horizon <laughs> and like it's it's not like, you know, it's not yeah. like the sun is like, I mean, it is a blazingly hot, incredibly bright object, but like, <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's not like you cannot in, in early morning sunlight when the sun is traveling through a significantly larger amount of atmosphere, which is why sunrises and sunsets are red. <laughs> um, you know, like, like, it's not like you can only see the psh, like searing light of the sun at sunrise <laughs> and, and nothing everything else, is, else visible. is in shadow. Like, <laughs> if you could walk east at sunrise and see birds. Like, absolutely you could. Like, maybe not birds that were right in front of the sun, you know, but like. Yeah, yeah. This, that was one where, like, I read the solution. I was like, well, okay, but also, you know. Yes, yes, <laughs> no. agreed, agreed. I was like, I take exception to that solution. That happened to me maybe once or twice in these. I also, um, but I also, so I take back what I said about not, there not being one that I just knew the answer. I did. Okay. And and part of it, was, it was the case of the kidnapped pigs. Okay. Okay. Which that is one, one where where a bunch of prize pigs two gets two okay yeah two prize <laughs> pigs get stolen and they get stolen because they they've been winning some competition and yes. and the idea is that the thieves um are are stealing them and and plan to return them but are stealing them just long enough that they can't win the competition this year do i have you no, have it right that? yes okay, yep. yeah and so okay, he's yeah. and so it's like they get tired to find the pigs and yeah. um so the I have in my like during the story, you know, it's all about he makes a phone call, he gets a call from the kidnappers, and then oh, that's right. uh, let's see, he's got a kidnappers. The, the kidnapper ran out of money for the telephone call, so he's got to call back the person, the kidnapper, Carl does. Oh man, who owns that, the that's pig. A, that kidnapper did not plan ahead. No, did not plan ahead at all. But this yeah. is Carl's critical mistake: is he says that the phone number is Z A six dash. Seven five seven five, and right, I actually exactly. wrote in the book on when I was reading it. I said, "What kind of phone is this?" <laughs> well, you know, like that was, you know, uh, that was, um, you know, phone numbers uh, up until um, what really up until the addition of area codes. Um, you know, often the first letters or the first two digits of a phone number would be letters. Were even they though okay? That, that, you know, so a lot of times you'll see like in old um, ads and stuff, it'll be like call Klondike 5, 1520. Okay, um, yeah, and it's yeah. it's KL5, you know, and and so like that I got. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, when you see the first two <laughs> digits of a phone number as letters, you know, my immediate thought is not like, well, let me make sure those letters are legit. My immediate thought is like, well, this was written before the modern era of phones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you, yeah, you'll see, yeah, like, yeah, call call JP7-2191, you know. Um, and, and I'm sure they probably related like area codes or something like that. Um, but, yeah, the the uh, the whole, yeah, call Z, yes. what, ZL. 
Z A, yeah, and then the, and that was the that was what gave it away. There's no Z on the telephone dial. There's no Z on. It has nothing the, to do with the A, dial. just the Z. Right. Yeah. But like, if I pull up my, I'm gonna pull. Okay, but if I pull up my keypad on my cell phone right now, is there no Z? No, there absolutely is a Z. It's nine. Nine is W X Y Z. But maybe on the old rotary phones, there wasn't a Z. Oh, maybe um, not. Maybe not. You know. You know. But like that again. That's like that's like a okay. How do you know was, that? This mystery is a little dated. Like if my nephews were to read Encyclopedia Brown, they would yeah. have no idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they that would immediately fall into like, well, there's a couple of mysteries that are like old timey, so you can't solve them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, You're not actually not, gonna know. You're gonna learn something when you find out the answer, right? But, but not, you can't not solve something you're gonna not something you're gonna retain. You yeah, know what right. I mean? Something that you will learn and immediately forget, like the fact that um that uh, mules simply cannot simply <laughs> cannot produce offspring. Um. And yeah, I guess you know that's the mystery, and that's that's Encyclopedia Brown. Yeah, everyone's favorite boy detective saves the day. Um, so I don't know. Uh, final thoughts on on Encyclopedia Brown saves the day? Would you recommend it? Would you recommend Abs- others in the series? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, I would. It you know I think the entire thing, depending on your reading speed, I, I think it took me about an hour. Yeah, it's to like get through the entire book on a, yeah, and exactly. I was like taking my time and enjoying and laughing. Really, really relishing um, the. Yeah, <laughs> I have lots turner. of like arrow, haha, written yeah. <laughs> all over. <laughs> yep, scribbling in the margins. Absolutely, um, absolutely. So yeah, I would definitely recommend them. I think they're, I think they're fun. I think you have to have an open mind. Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. Like, An open mind also to feeling stupid. To feeling Cause stupid. Because a, a lot yeah. of times when you when you flip to the, uh, yeah, like we've talked about, when you flip to the, the end, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> and and um, you're ready to occasionally read things like, you know, the fact that they point out someone's a high school dropout or yeah, yeah, they yeah, might yeah, meet you know. some of the older ones we haven't um, discussed. There might be some things about race and that sort oh. of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe. Which, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not totally sure. Um, well, yeah, you know, I, I, I enjoyed the books. I'm, I think my favorite part about them, as we talked about before, was that kind of noir writing style. Uh-huh. Like, like even in that section that we, um, that we read, um, you know, there's like six or seven, you know, uh, ah, quit, quit joking to get off the air. Or, you yeah. know, like they have all those kind of zingers, these little like, kind of like one-liners they're constantly throwing at him. There's another one where it's like, actually, I think it might be in the one that we read, where he says something about, you know, a dig until he hears chopsticks. Yeah, Which yeah. is like weird in a couple of ways, you know what I mean? Like, are you talking about like the song chopsticks, like on a piano and also, or like the sound of chopsticks clicking? Because dig to China, obviously, but like, you know, I don't know. That was like, some of them are, are I guess, uh um, more effective than others. That's, yeah, yeah. Like Art says, this one uh, in the case of the kidnapped pigs, he says, "Go drink some spot remover and disappear." Eh? Like, like what? he's got. <laughs> like, Go drink spot remover. It's like an insult for a dog. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like I'm just yeah. <laughs> I just there are just a yeah. lot of them that I had to. Yeah. I found myself having to read out loud. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you know, overall, I uh, overall I really like these books, and 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 uh, and so yeah, so that's uh, Encyclopedia Brown and uh, the the case of the Gold Rush. Um, 
So, you know, I, I don't think that we have come up with a decision yet as to um, what book we're going to read for our, our next uh, spinoff episode. As, as a matter of fact, as the time we record this, we still haven't thought up a title <laughs> uh, for our spinoff podcast. <laughs> no. But we'll get, you know, we'll baby steps. There. Yeah. Well, we'll after after we posted time. two or three episodes, we'll come up with something to name it. Um, but, uh, but so I guess if you're, uh, um, uh, if you're listening and if you, if you uh, like the idea of, uh, of us exploring other children's mysteries and mystery book series, um, uh, you know, shoot us, uh, shoot us a, a Twitter or a Facebook or an email, um, through that standard Hardy Boys drink book, right where you found this podcast. Definitely. And, um, and we would love to hear it. Uh, we'd love to hear if you have suggestions, um, for other books we should read or, uh, other fun things we can do to, uh, kind of make this one, uh, uh, fun and uh, and and its own kind of unique animal. Definitely, what um, what'll keep you guys listening? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Uh, you know, because because uh, believe me, I'll, I'll I'll read these these stupid kids mysteries. I'll read as it. many as you want, but listeners are important when it yeah, comes to abs- podcasting. <laughs> that's very, that's very true. You got to have at least a couple. Exactly. Um, and uh, and yeah, and we do, and we do, and yeah. uh, and I know we I know we always we we say that a lot. Uh, on the show, but well, we thank all of our listeners uh, for tuning in for every one of those uh, press plays that we get. We just passed uh, the Hardy Boys Drink Book just passed uh, ten thousand plays across Woo-hoo! all of its episodes. So, yeah, that that's a big thanks to all of you, uh, uh, all of you th- out there in in listener land. Um, well, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait to do another one of these. Me uh, either. Uh, fa- thanks for joining me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, thanks for and having me. And let's, let's maybe keep this next going. time we'll. Yeah, maybe next time we'll unify our uh, our cocktails and we'll we'll try something from the recipes of the Hardy Boys drink book. Absolutely, let's do it. Until next time, uh, adventure fans. Thanks for listening. If you like the episode, or if you didn't, let us know. Word of mouth is the best way for new listeners to find us, so we always appreciate a review. Have an idea for a mystery we should feature or a boozy cocktail that we should enjoy responsibly? Well, we want to hear that too. Find us on social media and share your ideas. Don't be a stranger now. See you next time on The Drunken Gumshoes. Shoes.